Hello, we're back. Welcome to the Selling on eBay radio show. We're here to save you money, to increase your sales, and to have fun. The lines are open for your calls and texts. Silly. 1-833-EBAY-723. That's 1-833-322-9723. This is fake announcer guy saying here's Philip and Sherry. So that's uh, Sherry Smith and Philip Jackson with you, the hosts for your edition of the Selling on eBay radio show. Sherry's a full-time eBay seller based in Colorado, doing lots of stuff on consignment. Conspicuously absent. I don't know she's been working on a different podcast or just hiding away, following other side hustles. Who knows? But we're back after a short absence. Lots of eBay projects. That's my excuse. Some of which we'll talk about and some of which we'll have to leave for another day. Yes, I thought you were the one who was busy. Phillips was selling on eBay for full time for over 14 years and is making his way into the eBay inner circle. He sells high-end audio equipment, which is definitely aided by his affinity for user manuals, Mm -hmm. which enables him to buy low for those who don't bother to read. All right, that's good. Okay, coming up in today's show, we have... Big shipping changes, EIS takes over the world, and USPS rate changes are imminent. And we'll also ask, uh, when's when's it good for you to bundle stuff together, and when should you avoid doing that? A new category gets an authenticity guarantee. I can't wait. And uh, yes, I've seen it coming in the small print, immediate payment for auctions. It must be coming up fairly soon, I think. All right, let's start off with the eBay news this week. And uh, we actually have some real news. So we're going to put the news music on because Sherry's our chief news hound. A UPS strike is possible. And uh, you've been uh, researching this at the ground level. That's right. My favorite UPS guy, who now will pick up for me every day Uh that he's in my neighborhood, uh, told me that in August, it is quite possible that there will be a strike. I really hope not. Yeah, I really hope not. Please, UPS, don't do that to me. I just got this set up. And that's um, that's all one I of the issues, I think they resolved it. It's sort of been happening now is air conditioning in the cab. So them driving around with the door open might be a thing of the past. Once they get that air conditioning in there, but that door's going to be firmly shut, at least around oh, here anyway, know. in Florida. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but even in Colorado in the summer, my gosh, I gave him a Zevia. That's root beer uh-huh. sweetened by Stevia. That's why I he's picking it... up every day. <laughs> gets gets well, free refreshment. And brownies and stuff. And I put it in a bag of ice to keep it cool. Yeah. And he thanked me for the ice. That's the thing he loved. So, ah, I mean, okay. The Zevia was fine, but he was using the ice. So they need air conditioners. My gosh. Yeah. All right. Also in the news uh, this week, uh, I don't know whether you got one of these messages, Sherry. I got something from eBay trying to push me to spend more on promoted listings than I do at the moment. I guess they targeted people, <laughs> low spenders. And trying to suggest there was some new whiz-bang thing that if I put my trust in eBay and let them manage my money, I would get much better results. Now, I think that's an old feature. I don't know if that's new. They kind of dressed it up as a new thing, but is that is that new or old? I, I don't know. It's actually really confusing, but it is new. And in discussing this with eBay, I told them how confused I was 
because I'm already doing this where what this new feature lets you do is let eBay set the ad rate for you based on the average daily rate. Well, they already have that, but they have it in an area where I'm using it, which is a campaign that you can create and an option that you can do. The point of what's new is this is in your listing when you're creating the listing at the time of creating your listing. Uh That's what's new about it, where you can do it. So it's the old system, but they just prompt you in the listing. Is that the deal? Right. And it's different. Like, okay. Okay. Because it originates there, it's different than when you set the campaign, but it does the same thing. But it, uh, that's if you want to set your promoted listing rate or decide that you want eBay to set it Mm. based on the average, you can do it when you create the listing. Okay. All right. I think I'll decline, but. (laughs) Well, you know, I, I do it in the marketing section. Yeah. And in that, I create rules and say which listings to include and which ones not to. And uh, so, is it category based it. or keyword based, or how do you decide who's who's high and who's low in, in the? Mine's partly category based uh-huh. and then partly price oh. based. Like after you, you and I have had some discussions on the show. I always try and talk it. you out of it, but you always go back to spending a lot of money on it. That's I the, know. Can you summarize all the previous being my conversations? Husband, how hard that would be. <laughs> uh, that's what it's like. I got that from my mother, but uh, um, the thing that I learned from our past discussions was to set a price limit, and that helps a lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very good. Well, I'm going to stick with my current system, which is an automated campaign that slaps the minimum, i.e., two percent on everything. I don't really know if it works or if I get value for money out of that, but it's sort of, I think, is the best approach in my situation. But, you know, it's not very scientific, put it that way. Yeah. And I Uh, like the approach of creating a campaign, not doing it per listing. It's just extra work. Creating a campaign, setting your rules Mm -hmm. of what's going to be included, what's not, and what you're, even if you're letting eBay set the rate uh, based on the daily average, setting a max that you won't go over all right. how much. Yeah. Okay. That's all. So uh, as we approach the uh, the halfway point of the year, uh, we've got, what, USPS rates changes coming up? They're doing it twice a year now, so it must be with you for a rate, I guess, increase now. Yeah, it's not very exciting, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Uh, media mail is going up an average of 7.5%. Mm. Well, if you care about media mail, I'm sorry about that because that's kind of a lot. But um, and and parcel select ground packages up to twenty pounds have increased, but they've also decreased rates depending on the weight and zone. So some have increased, mm. some have decreased depending on the uh, the weight in the zone. However, the good news is there are no changes for priority mail. Okay, all right, we'll look out for that, and uh, we'll cover it, I guess, in a week or two because they're going to remerge. I think ground, parcel, select, first class, all these sort of truck-based, land, ground-based systems into one super brand, um, which is kind of what they've been working towards, I think. Um, And we'll talk about that. But I I think the rates will be the same. It's just a rebranding exercise. And it seems to me they're heading towards, I mean, basically, it seems to me they're conceding that the two-day kind of end of the market is very crowded. You've got Amazon in there, you've got FedEx, you've got UPS, 
you know, that's probably plus also to, to compete in that segment, they have to uh, air freight stuff around between their depots. <clears throat> that's something they do through FedEx. They have to pay FedEx to air, air the air freight stuff around for them. And maybe that's just not the most profitable segment for them to operate in. And I think they are trying to be the the slow but fairly affordable delivery service and not try and compete head to head, head to head against all the other guys in the sort of the two day segment, which would make sense to me at least as, as a plan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I uh, left out the fact if you use eBay standard envelopes, mm. uh, those rates will be 63 cents for an ounce, 87 cents for two ounces, and $1.11 for three ounce. For those of you who are shipping trading cards or... And a couple of free aspirins for all the headaches you're going to get. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. Okay. Um, also, let's have a look here. I... I have different accounts and different browsers running, and of course, they keep testing this new page layout. And they kind of, when, it, when they present it to you, they they present it as like, "Oh, look at the new page layout; it's wonderful." And I'm thinking, "Oh, okay. Well, maybe they've made their mind up now. This is the new deal." So I go through all the hassle of recalibrating my printer and stuff so it prints out the page looking nice because I like to print out on a thermal printer the listing because it then provides a nice sticker for the box so I know what's in there and all that sort of stuff. So I spend about 45 minutes mucking about setting that up. And then two days later, it goes back to the way it was. So I don't know. I wish they'd just say this is a test. You know, don't don't change your life around this thing. Let us know what you think, but don't, don't put too much time into it because they tell you it's kind of like a done deal and then it isn't. So I, I guess they're still testing. They think it's a big deal. Um, they have teased, and I think this was on a call that they said wasn't particularly confidential, that they are planning to up the photo resolution. My guess is they'll call it 4K. Um, and it looked to me like the new layout was basically setting up all the frames and stuff for that new higher resolution picture experience. But um, I did put a few feelers out to see if I could find out a bit more information from some of our super secret sources, but no one came back with any information on that. So um, I don't think uh, someone knows, but we don't know who knows. So we'll try and find out. So that's the new page layout. And yes, everybody's excited, Shari. It's another authenticity guarantee scheme been announced. Yeah, you know, I've been enjoying the one they have for watches, jewelry and handbags. Well, now they, but this one I don't think I'll use that much. They have authenticity guarantee for kids' sneakers. Oh, no. And even better, baby sneakers. Uh, the baby right. sneakers oh, starts at $100 because oh. I know we're all buying <laughs> our babies' sneakers for $100 or more. And the kids' sneakers start at $75. Yeah. That's it. I don't know. Um, I don't know why a baby would need a hundred dollar pair of shoes. It's gonna get a, it's gonna last them about a week till they grow out of them. Well, um, I think some people collect wooden Santa plaques, which is something I was listing today, oh, yeah. and some people collect babies sneakers. I guess. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. It does seem to me that's quite a low threshold. If it's seventy five for kids sneakers, well, there's a fair amount of work and mucking about doing this authenticity thing. You don't make a lot of money, in e even if eBay were to charge the regular commission on a $75 pair of shoes by the time you've shipped it somewhere, shipped it somewhere else, put some time into it, repackaged it, et cetera, et cetera. So it strikes me as another thing that's losing money and has to be subsidized by the likes of you and me 
until such time as they figure out a way of making it make money. So I don't know. I'm not going to put that in the good category for now. Um, uh, just a, another, it's a news to me, so I'm going to introduce it. Uh, we had the, uh, the the much, much discussed uh, visits by uh, eBay to uh, the uh, the Florida folks here. Yeah, uh, how was we it? Had, did you have fun? Uh, Tampa, um, I hosted one in Orlando, and then uh, Patty did one in Fort Lauderdale. It seemed to go okay. Yay. <laughs> I wasn't such... convinced at the beginning it was going to go that well. Uh, but I had a couple of dozen seats in the room, and a couple of dozen people turned up and filled said seats, so that was a good outcome. Perfect. Brian turned up, did his presentation. Everybody asked lots of questions. He seemed very happy with the fact that people showed up, seemed to be interested. He got some useful data in terms of what people were into, whether they were doing international shipping, you know, the uh -huh. sort of questions they have at the moment. Were there um, drinks? Uh, it was a it was a very good happy hour, but you paid your own paid your own bill. But uh -huh. I think everybody what about food? everybody it was a half price flatbreads, half price burgers. Oh, it a, okay. It was a pretty good. Most people I think had a pretty good night out and probably got change out of twelve dollars or something like that, including the, the food. It was very it was very wow. affordable. That was the average spend. I did ask the bar what we took. So anyway, uh, that was good. So hopefully that's uh, that set things up and. I got a joke when I introduced Brian that he was the uh, he was the co-host of the second best podcast on the subject oh, of selling no. on eBay, which he thought oh, was amusing. Wow. I got away with, but uh, there we are. <laughs> yeah, when he got about probably twenty thousand listeners. Uh, but uh, anyway, so that seemed to go okay, and uh, actually quite looking forward to doing another one of those maybe in a year's time, having now uh, figured out how to how to make that work. Oh, well, I may have recruited one person for me to start a meetup, and I'll tell oh, you good. about that okay. later. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Because um, you're inspiring me. And um, I'm still on the on the track of opting out of eBay international shipping. You're, you're still going with it? Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah, you're happy with it? Absolutely. The, the difference between the two of us, other than everything else, is that I don't have international buyers needing it the next day or mm. express. Mm. So for me, it's just easier. It's still selling internationally. So it's just a ton. It's just no work at all. And it's great. I think that partly for you, you have people internationally wanting it expedited and you can't do that, right? Well, the problem Doing I have is that 50% of people want it cheap. 50% of people want it fast. And mm. I have to opt everything in, everything out. I make, the, you know, everything's going to be either eBay International or it's do it yourself. You can't decide listing by listing or deal by deal. Uh, so that's the problem. And, you know, the, the web pages are all being changed. Um, I, they've gone into my shipping policies and spliced out any reference to eBay International shipping for new listings. So oh. the nicely set out policies that were all sort of coded and stuff. Are all now gobbledygook titles because they the old machine's gone in there and changed it all, oh, created no, a bunch of the new policies ones. Policies are a ton of work to set up correctly. <laughs> you remember when I completely messed mine up? It was a disaster. Uh -huh. But that takes a lot of work to set those up. So that's that's a job that's waiting to be sorted out. Um, so we'll see. There've been some reports. I don't think it's that common that there are delays in the hub. But you're always going to find people that have things that go wrong, whether that's a broad problem or not i don't know i think we would have heard more if it was running significant delays across the board but there are a few people that are saying they stuff is taking too long so i'm gonna i'm gonna pursue the opt-out see how it goes 
keep my ear to the ground, see if there's reports of problems or delays, and then, yeah, I don't know. It's just, do I do I hold out until we can do mix and match, or do I do I do I jump on board? I don't know. I'll have to kind of see how it goes. Have they hinted that they might offer mix and match in the future? In theory, it's one of the things they say they'd like to do in the future. I don't think there's oh, any good. official timeline for it, which means quite a long way out, I suspect. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. That that would be ideal for you. For me, I don't even know if I'd want that at any point, but mm, no. it's good to know for you. Okay. Moving on to other stuff here. I, I People have been, of course... A lot of sellers, people who do auctions, <clears throat> say they want immediate payment on auctions. And it's difficult oh, yeah. to do because from eBay's point of view, how do you know how much to authorize if you start something at 99 cents? You know, um, how do you collect money up up front when someone puts a, puts a bid? You know, you don't know what it's going to close out. I wonder stuff they, like that. I wonder if they use their estimator that is there telling you, oh, on average, hmm. you be. know, this is the selling price for that item when and it's half the time way off. But. So it's very complicated and you can't you can't sort of do something in the last few seconds and and put a sort of credit card number entry because you'd break the sniping system and the whole value would be wiped out across the platform in the billions probably because all the snipers would fail and that would be a bad result for eBay. So I know they're trying to think this one through. What I had noticed was interesting was Actually, I was buying a fixed price item, and it said, you know, we need you to put your credit card number in. And then the small print at the bottom of the box said, oh, by the way, uh, we're also going to keep this number on file, and we're going to use this potentially at our discretion. Should you buy something at auction, we're going to use this credit card number. And there was no sort of, well, up to a value of this or in this situation. It was kind of a blanket thing that I was giving them permission to to use that credit card number should I buy something at auction with no cap. And they also sent me an email as soon as I clicked on that thing just to confirm what I'd agreed to. They didn't sort of draw my attention to the fact that I was giving a blank check to them mm. to take money if I if I bid on stuff at auction, but uh, it's, it's happening. So they are collecting credit card numbers and signing people up to charge those credit cards. Um, I wouldn't say it's a sneaky way, but they're not really drawing your attention to it too obviously. But I, I know it'll make a lot of sellers happier mm -hmm. because it's definitely a pain point when someone wins an auction and doesn't pay for it. Yeah. Um, some people say they get a huge percentage of unpaid. I, I take that stuff with a pinch of salt. I mean, I don't, I don't do auctions, so I don't really know. I rarely do auctions, and when I do, they're rarely unpaid, but... Mm. I mean, yeah, you're going to get some. who do more. Uh, and, and the question is, by requiring people to put the credit card in first, does that suppress people bidding and take away that excitement and the thrill of, of bidding and, and get people to be more cautious? And do you cut your nose off to spite your face by doing that? I don't even I don't I don't know whether you, you, when you when you set the auction up whether you, you as a seller can say I don't want immediate payment I'm more than happy to take the risk of an unpaid item I suspect you can't probably not no all right anyway so just keep an eye open for that one if you're a buyer like me um, they have you on file now well if you're assuming you get the same maybe I'm in a, a trial or a test but uh, uh, they're coming after you for your credit card number 
Let's talk about bundling. Um, yes, please. Do you have any sort of hard and fast rules that you, you follow when you decide what do you, what do you throw into a lot and what do you keep out? Uh, so my hard and fast rule about bundling is don't. And this is something that I'm yeah. working on over mm -hmm. the years because the bottom line is that lots don't do that well. And I, you know what, if you disagree, I, we would love to hear from yeah. you mm -hmm. because I'm sure this is true in some categories that I, maybe they do well, but, um, I broke my rule when I went to someone's house and they had an entire bedroom completely full of crafting supplies. Mm -hmm. And these are expensive. Crafting mm -hmm. is a serious business that you have probably millions of people doing. And each stamp costs a lot of money. And there were boxes and boxes of stamps boxes and boxes of templates that emboss paper. Okay. I can't even go on about how much. Well, each item individually sells for less than $10. Maybe some All items right. are worth $5. And because there was so much value in what I saw, I thought, I imagine I could bundle them. If I ever say that to you, just tell me no. <laughs> See, I would I would have thought the same away. thing. I would have tried to find some similar items that are either variations on a theme or can be used together because at ten bucks a pop, it's a waste of time. Absolutely, total waste of time. Let's chuck it in the landfill and move on. It'd be more more cost effective of your time. Well, that would uh, bother me, but at least donate it or something. Okay, fair enough. So I uh, took that truckload, full truckload. And last summer had my employees listing it. Mm -hmm. So I paid them, you know, to list it because that's what you do with employees. So this was a total loss. Right. Now, I'll tell you the thing that it wasn't a loss. And that is that I bought a ton of it for my nieces and nephews. And they're really making gorgeous cards and oh, okay. things. That's the part of it that isn't a loss. <laughs> Well, finally, and this is also, you know, going to answer that mysterious question of where I've been. Last Friday and Saturday, my neighborhood, which has 900 people in the Facebook group, that's how yeah. big this neighborhood is, yeah. was having a neighborhood garage sale. Another thing, every time that I have one, I say, I will never do that again. However, the last time I had one was two years ago. My nieces and nephews love to sell lemonade and brownies. And do you know that's one of the big money makers at a garage sale? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Selling. So we did, so I couldn't not let them have this opportunity. They spent two nights at my house, Thursday night and Friday night. Uh, they sold lemonade, ices, cookies, and brownies. And, and then I took this opportunity to clear out my eBay inventory that is occupying space, valuable space, and is more work than it's worth to ship. Mm -hmm. Like if it sells this bundle of stamps that I've lowered to $15, it's more work for me than it's worth. I'd rather it not sell. So I ended all these lots of stamps 
and other crafting supplies and put them out at the garage sale. Okay, I don't know whether Sherry, you know, you and I have spoke about spoken about hosting maybe a, a, a launch party for eBay Open, and you're kind of on the fence, I think, last time I discussed it. Have you given any more thought to that? Because I've seen um, they're asking for people that are interested in hosting a, an event in their neighborhood or maybe uh, who want to do a networking room at the event. The forms are out. Have you Have you responded positively to any of these? I responded. I wish I had waited because I responded that I'll do a networking room, but I'm not going to do a pre-launch party. Okay. But a gal who came to my garage sale, you can tell when they're an eBay seller because they find this, the good quality items. Yeah. So I told her that I sell on eBay and she wants to also. So I might just start a meetup with her and one other oh, seller I uh -huh. know. And I thought, oh, you know, I could have, if I have a couple people, that's enough to make me feel like I could do a pre-launch party and mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. they'll get the word out there and see if more people come. But I already answered and said, just a networking room. Okay. I mean, I think that if you're in a part of the world where there isn't a local meetup or any kind of social group for sellers, this would be a very good time to think about starting such a group because it's going to get a lot of publicity because once the eBay open registration kicks off, there'll be 10, 20,000 people registering and they're going to push this stuff out to the people on that site. <clears throat> so it'd be a great way of kickstarting your group. And you may find that just literally on that first event, you, you get enough people that you can then hold events afterwards without having to worry about how many people are going to turn up, because that's always the big, big panic, really. Do I have enough people to make it worthwhile? So um, I'm tempted to do it. I haven't seen the, the details of it yet, and, and I'll be curious to see whether this year they might put a little bit of money on the table. You know, that, that's always been the debate. Mm. But they the, are offering swag. We know that. They will do swag, yeah. And the meetups that we did with Brian, we had a pretty good haul of swag, actually. I was quite impressed. These boxes turned uh -huh. up in my place. With, we had some of those LED light cubes. They seem pretty popular. Not, not, it's not, that's not, you know, little photo cube oh, things. Oh, I love that. I should do a pre-launch party just for the photo cubes. Just get the cubes. How big were they? Um, I didn't put one together. I'm guessing okay. they might be about a foot cubed. I I, I don't know because they're in a box and I didn't didn't. I wouldn't mind inside. having another cube that's. Small I don't think they were like, like the most expensive like cubes you could put your hands on, but they were still not bad for a freebie. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, yeah, swag should be good. And uh, there was there's always this talk about would they put some money on the table to buy you know a couple of pizzas or something to try and entice people to come along. I think that's still in play. I, I know it's been discussed. Oh, I don't that think would I've be nice. seen any outcome of that. Um, I don't know they'd buy alcoholic beverages, but I'm sure you could kind of finesse that perhaps if you get the right receipt. Um, who knows? So it would be a good thing to volunteer if that's kind of on your mind. Um, <clears throat> one way of doing it would be to go to the community page. There's kind of a section for people that are hosting events in their um, in their uh, region and ask to be a member of that sort of subgroup on the community page, that will get you into that circuit. Or you can get in touch with us at uh, sellsellsell.online and we can give you the direct emails of the folks that are putting that together. Um, I think I'd encourage it. It's um, they're, they're, they're looking for people to do, I think, the pre-launch parties. The event itself is, if memory serves, the Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at the back end of September. So they're hoping that people will do the pre-launch parties, I think, on the Tuesday, um, probably sort of afternoon to evening 
it's up to you when you host it. I don't think there's any particular live participation by eBay. They might provide some material for you to, to share, but I don't think there's a requirement to, to be anywhere at a particular time. So it really is a case of whatever you and your venue and your your guests want to do. So that's interesting. Um, so uh, that's the eBay uh, pre-launch party and, and networking rooms. I've put down to do a networking room as well. I've got a couple of different ideas. Depends a bit how it goes. And also depends a bit on how the thing scheduling works. It's kind of complicated this year. <laughs> I can't find anybody that knows all the piece parts of the puzzle to be able to figure out what really should, the best thing to do is. Yeah. You know what? I think you've inspired me to – I'm going to just click the link again and reapply okay. and say I am interested in doing a pre-launch party. So if you're in the Front Range area of Colorado ah. – Please contact me because we're, we'll have a pre-launch party and get some eBay swag. Yeah, yeah, get those and, cubes. You know, I like you. Celebrate eBay, open it. All right. <laughs> I, I just moving on here. I got a uh, literally just hot off the press. Interesting email from the good folks at eBay, and I thought I'd get your thoughts. And I think you did this a while back. Um, you know, they have these sort of seasonal promotions where certain selected sellers get a super long discounty code and they give 15% off or whatever it is and they get a lot of oh, extra yeah. publicity from eBay for doing that. Yeah. Um, there's one company, I don't think I'm telling anything that's super secret here. I'm sure millions of people have got the same email. Um, would I like to be part of the summer promotion deal? And I always wondered kind of what the terms were. Is eBay kicking in this discount? Is the seller, you know, gutting their margins? How does this work? Well, the, maybe, maybe everyone's got different deals, but the deal I got sent was to be part of the program. You sign up, and they'll give you lots of publicity, and it's a 15% off. I think it's items over $25, two deals per buyer, and some sort of maybe $100 discount cap or something like that. And the deal is that eBay kicks in half that discount. I kick in the other half. So I think you did this yourself didn't you a while back you did one of these um, eBay sponsor promotions yes so eBay had a clothing pre-owned ah. pre-loved clothing shoes and accessories promotion and I do get sales through these so they they did that and they said send me the ID numbers for everything you want included I sent them 700 mm -hmm. the next they came back a few months later, a little while later, I don't remember how long, and said they were having three more events, all different kinds. And one of them, maybe it was Women's Month or something. And another one, I don't remember what the three were, but this time they said they find that it worked better to have less quantity from each seller so they only wanted maybe 100 in one, and maybe for another one it was 200 hmm. um, item numbers. So I, and then uh, they were able to use the same ones that haven't sold yet in the next promotion. So I think I've been on about five of these, and hmm. I get sales through them. So I just encourage you to do it if eBay approaches you for that, because then you're on their radar, and some of the promotions work out well for okay. you and you get an extra sale so like what's interesting from what you said is that i can put item numbers forward i just assumed everything oh, yeah. would go in 
And no. I was thinking, well, there's some stuff I don't really want to give away that cheaply. But if I can – and also I'm a bit worried that my stuff turns over. It's all one of a kind. So by the time I put the item numbers in and they get around to doing it, will that stuff still be available? But anyway, we'll, we'll tackle that. So we'll take it on as a class project then. We'll have a, have a crack at this and see where it goes. Why not? So that's the uh, the eBay summer. Pro my stuff's not very summary. I, I don't really know quite how it's going to fit in, but whatever. I'm sure they know what they're doing. <clears throat> so we'll do that. All right. Well, wrapping things up, we've got a few things just to mention that are topical here. Um, uh, you're coming up on the deadline, I think, or maybe it's even past, just past, of having uh, having to opt out if you don't want your residential address published in all the stuff that eBay sends to your buyers. So this is the, what was the Inform Act, is it? Um, we talked about before, and yes. there's a way of, of getting your, your, probably easier to Google it. I can tell you what the address is. It's settings.ebay.com slash legal hyphen policy hyphen landing, if that's uh, helpful to you. Uh, but that's and a simple opt-in opt-in. Yeah. yeah, you just click it. Maybe you click twice, but it's so easy. And if you're selling from home, you'll want to do Absolutely. that, Absolutely, sure. don't want your home address plastered across everything. Uh, it's uh, looking like end of quarter two, I think. Oh, that's right. So if you have not spent your shipping supplies coupon, yes. do it right away before it expires. Excellent. I've done mine just the other day. A big box arriving soon. And um, if you're in the Orlando area, I think we'll do another little of our informal meetups. I haven't posted it yet on Meetup, but going for, I think, July the 11th. Probably do our usual thing at Firebirds. Nice little happy hour. A uh, chance for a drink and a chat, maybe something to eat. So if you're in the Orlando area, just uh, go to meetup.com. If you put in eBay as the subject and Orlando as the place, I think you'll find uh, our little group there. So hopefully we'll see you on the 11th of July. And then that's about it for this week's edition of the program. Philip Jackson here saying thanks ever so much indeed for your company. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>